Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Sam's going <clears> to <throat> produce the broadcast today. Boy, there are so many things happening today. Gator Volleyball opens SEC play tonight against Alabama. You can hear it right here tonight. Also, Aaron Judge hits home run number 60. He's on pace to hit 66. It was very cool because members of the Maris family uh, we're in New York. Of course, a lot of the Marises live right here in town. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And we'll see if that record is going to be tied or broken by Aaron Judge. He's handled this, in my opinion, with great aplomb, great dexterity. Uh, really good. The um, SEC... Football schedule for next year has been announced. Uh, the SEC men's basketball schedule for television has been announced. Wow. A lot of different things. Today, we're going to talk with my friend Vincenzo Ferrara. Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal up in Knoxville. We'll talk a little Florida-Tennessee. Also, Colby Halter, Gator baseball player. They open up. Fall practice, October the 8th. Colby, join us in about 10 minutes. And then um, Alyssa Braxton, part of our series we do in uh, cooperation with the Gator Collective. She will join us, Gator track athlete, today as well. Tomorrow, the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, is here. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is here as well tomorrow. But right now, we'll take your phone calls, questions, comments, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Jake will bat leadoff today. Jake, hello. Hey, uh, Steve. I want to talk a little Florida football with you. But first of all, talk just real quick, a little music. You're one of the few people I know that probably knows music better than me. Just wanted to let you know I went to an incredible concert last week that you probably would have really enjoyed. What's that? Uh, saw Ringo Starr and his all-star band in St. Augustine. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was a phenomenal event. He had some really big-time people with him. He had uh, Edgar Winter. He had uh, Colin Hay from Men at Work. He had uh, two of the guys from Toto. Jeez. Uh, it was really something special, man. Well, all-star band, That's right? Really, I guess it led up yeah, to its moniker. Yeah, it was one of the best concerts I've seen in the last 10 years, to be honest. Okay. So anyway, I just thought I'd mention it to you. Sure. Anyway. Florida and Tennessee, um, <clears throat> I think that, like probably most people, we need to get off to a real quick start or we're going to get in trouble if we get behind. What do you think? Uh, you know, behind. If it's 7 nothing, Two touchdowns. Or... Two, two touchdowns score. Nah. We get behind. I, I'm, I'm a uh, an optimist. I still think if you're 14 down, you can still do what you're going to do in your game plan. You can still run the ball. You can still do those things. You get more behind than that, you know, 17, 21. Now you're, you know, you're flirting with trouble. 
I, I definitely agree with that. I think that we need to hope that we can have Richardson not playing scared. I think he's been playing a little bit of scared. I might be wrong. What do you think about that? Everybody has a theory, Jake. It's it's interesting, and there's only one dude that knows, and that's number 15. But right. if I'm coaching him, I, here's what I'm telling him. Anthony, what you do best, we're going to try to call for you in this game. We're going to, if running the ball as the quarterback is going to score points for us and you pass it okay, then that's what we're going to do. Now, the other side of that coin, Jake, is, you know, Tennessee's got coaches too. Tennessee watches tape too. So it isn't, you know, when people say, well, just run. Well, it isn't that easy because other teams are taking certain things away. They know what Anthony Richardson can do, and they know what Anthony Richardson can't do. So good chess match here Saturday. Yeah, I know it's uh, obviously they've probably watched a heck of a lot of tape on us, but I really hope that uh, Napier tries to pound the rock as much as he can with uh, Johnson and ETN. I think those guys have been incredible. And I think if they don't get hurt, they're going to really end up being uh, real shining stars. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. All three of them have been good. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. How are you? Good. Steve headed up Tennessee in the morning, man, going to get on the road. So hopefully come back with a victory from up there. But, Steve, uh, talking about AR, you know, a lot of people throw it out there that AR is hurt or, you know, whatever. Like Shane says, there's a difference being hurt and injured. You know, to me, I mean, if he can run down somebody after an interception, I think it's fine, you know. He's not hurt. Exactly. Can I? Can we please stop that? Yes. He's not I'm tired of hearing about hurt. it. Yes. I mean, to your point, okay, I saw what everybody else saw. I saw him run down. He is reluctant, in my opinion, for whatever the reason, to run with abandon, and that's got to change. Agreed 100%. Steve, uh, just my perspective, we have got to establish the running game Saturday. You know, we're going to have to throw the ball too, but, you know, we've got to get the running game off the ground to a good start and effective right off the bat. I agree. I mean, but, look, again, Tennessee knows that, right? They, they know what Florida's strength has been. So that's why I think the chess match, I want to see Billy Napier, the play caller. I want to see Billy Napier, the offensive schemer, you know, dial up some things. They're going to loosen this up. And if it's, if Richardson can just do some things in the passing game, you know, he doesn't have to throw for 300 yards. But if the running game is good and he at least is a threat he throws for 175 or 200 and doesn't turn the ball over, I, I like what Florida can possibly do here. Steve, the main thing is completions, completions, completions. I mean, he don't have to wow you. Just make the easy throws, you know, the shallow crossing routes, stuff like that, you know, make completions. All right. Steve, I'm going to give you a prediction before, this, before I leave to go up here because I probably won't be talking to you no more this week. Um, they're going to get their points, no doubt. I mean – they're going to probably score within 30 points. I'm going to say Florida wins it late, 33-30 to 30 on a field goal. 
I'm just wishful thinking, Steve. All right, Daryl, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, Mike says, Napier needs to go to Spurrier and find out how to have a productive passing game. Mike, I think Billy Napier knows how to have a productive passing game. Right? Uh, he says, is he going to be stubborn like Muschamp and continue to try to win games scoring in the 20s or realize this is not going to work in the SEC? Look at every national champ the last eight years. They all have prolific offenses, score in the upper 30s and 40s with a strong running and passing attack. Uh, no touchdowns the first three games. That continues. Gators aren't going to win many, uh, if any, SEC games. I, I don't disagree with that. That's got to get better. Um, BB says he's a Saints guy. Doesn't have a lot of hope for the Saints. Dude, come on. It's only one game here. He's pulling for Von Miller and the Bills to win the Super Bowl, making the only player to win a Super Bowl with three different teams. They look good again Monday night. Bills looked like the best team in football Monday night. Uh, only thing it is before UCLA gets another coach, um, he says attendance was abysmal. Yeah, attendance was abysmal. Uh, look, isn't UCLA unbeaten? So let's see how they do in the league, but I think they're unbeaten right now because they're among those schools that are basketball schools that are unbeaten. Uh, do you think Lane Kiffin would take it? No. Deion Sanders, maybe. Uh, I'd go after him. Uh, Auburn looks about one step short of getting a new coach. You think Kentucky Stoops would take it or Hugh Freeze? Somebody's going to give Hugh Freeze a chance, I think. Would it be in the SEC? I don't know. But if a school is desperate enough, and then as far as Stoops, why would he go in the SEC and go to a tougher division? That doesn't make any sense to me. I think somebody's going to make a run at Stoops if it isn't Nebraska, you know, maybe somebody else. But why would you want to go from the east to the west if you're going to try to win games? That doesn't make much sense to me. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll talk to Gator Baseballer Colby Halter next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Griffin Fold. Tonight at the O'Connell Center, Florida women's volleyball will face Alabama. The number 12 Gators enter the match after taking down number 6 Wisconsin on the road last Friday. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here starting at 645. Today on the links, Florida women's golf will conclude the Memorial Invitational in Texas. After firing back-to-back rounds in red figures, Gator junior Maisie Filler has a solo lead on the individual leaderboard at 9 under par. In women's tennis, Florida will continue the Lubbock 15K today as British sophomore Alicia Dudenay takes on Northern Arizona freshman Brandi Walker in the round of 32. Tonight in baseball, Tempe Rays will look to avoid being swept at home by the Houston Astros. Pitching matchup will feature Rays right-hander Corey Kluber versus Astros right-hander Lance McCullers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Ford. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Well, that team is Arthrex. They are hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference and have manufacturing skills, including machining, 
logistics, or assembly, you can join a global company that's been named one of the best workplaces in manufacturing and production in the entire country. They're hiring at their manufacturing facilities in South Carolina, California, and right here in Florida. To find out more and check out available jobs, you can do that at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. Raise a glass to good times at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Every Tuesday, we raise martini glasses for our Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy 50% off select handcrafted martinis. On Wine Wednesdays, we toast with 50% off on bottles of wine up to $75. You heard right, 50% off wine bottles on Wednesdays at Spurrier's. And of course, don't forget to celebrate the weekend with an incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch. Available every Saturday and Sunday. The hottest restaurant in Florida in the heart of Gator Nation. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. There's nothing like living in Gator Country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! The future is now. The Gators hit the road to face the Tennessee Volunteers. 10 to the 5. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Kickoff is set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, with pregame coverage beginning at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And that dude will be here tomorrow. Uh, 
for a couple of segments beginning at about 12.20. Well, with all the football and basketball talk, fall practice for Gator Baseball starts on the 8th of October. One of the veterans coming back as my next guest, infielder Colby Halter. Colby, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. Uh, good to talk to you. How you doing? Yep, same here. Uh, let's go back to your summer because uh, uh, you had a really, really good good summer, hit well. Uh, if people don't know what you did, tell them what you did do at the Cape. Sure. Um, yeah, I went up to the Cape this summer and uh, really got to meet a lot of really good people and um, have a good time playing baseball and kind of got back right back to what I should do at the plate. Um, had a really good summer and uh, I was an all-star up there and stuff, so it was a lot of fun. You know, so, sometimes when you play in, in a league – and you go play summer ball. I don't want to say you get your stroke back, but I mean it, it's it's different. Sometimes it's a little more relaxing. You can you can concentrate more. Did that help you succeed in the Cape? Yeah, I'd say definitely a little bit of a change of scenery and just kind of a, um, a fresh start for the summer was nice to have for sure. Um, and then you know, kind of just baseball. It's a, it's a really tough game, and there's ebbs and flows, just like everything else in life. And so um, it was kind of just one of those things where got up in the cave and started feeling really comfortable and uh, had a really good summer. Uh, 2023 uh, looks to be a really good year for Florida. A lot of veteran players back. Uh, you, you get a couple of guys on the mound, one in the portal, one in Sprout that wasn't sure he'd be back. Uh, as you look at this team coming back, Colby, what do you see? Yeah, we've definitely got a lot of the pieces um, that you'd love to have on any team. And, you know, we're always extremely talented, but I think we've got really good leadership this year. Um, you know, with myself and Wyatt and uh, a bunch of guys stroke back. And obviously, Hurston's a great addition to the pitching staff. But um, we've got some really good young talent, too. And I think a lot of guys that can lead them in the right direction. So, yeah, you, You've uh, proven your versatility because you've played some different positions in the infield. Do you prefer one over the other? Yeah, um, I, I like them all for sure. I, I really do pride myself on being able to play pretty much every spot in the field. You know, I think I could play them all. Maybe not catcher, but, um, yeah. That's pretty hard. I mean, do you have a favorite spot in the infield? In other words, if I said to you, okay, you have to make a choice, what's your favorite position in the infield? Would you have one? Um, you know, honestly, I'd probably say shortstop. Okay. But, um, yeah. All right. Um, the, the SEC, I, I think, you know, sometimes when fans go and watch Florida play or anybody else for that matter, uh, that's some pretty good competition. Pitt – is pitching getting tougher? I mean, it just seems like pitching stabs are a little bit deeper. Guys are throwing harder than ever before. It's not easy hitting SEC pitching, is it? No, it's definitely not. I think that um, it's pretty well known that SEC is definitely the best league in the country. And uh, the Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night guys that they run out there are um, you know really good all the way around the league. So it's definitely a premier league, and the pitching really good. Uh, with the new ballpark, I, I know you've had a chance to, you know, a lot of you guys have already played a lot of games there, but is mm -hmm. it still a pretty cool place to play? Yeah, especially, you know, being away for the summer and um, playing on some of the fields up north and then coming back down here, it just kind of makes you appreciate again uh, how nice we have it. And, um, I mean, you know, for our fans, just being around in the stadium, it's, it's such a great atmosphere. So, How much, you know, I, I think at the major league level too, um, sometimes you can – have a, a team that sort of goes its separate way when the when the game ends and be successful. But how important do you think team chemistry is to the success of a team? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely um, 
understated kind of how important it is. I mean, you know, I don't think the average fan might not realize how much time and stuff that the team spends together over the course of a year. You know, we're not even in season right now, but um, I'd say with our teammates, I spend probably 10 to 12 hours in the day with them, whether it's in the weight room or at meals and um, especially at practice. But, you know, so you get, you get really close. And when you have a really tight brotherhood and you know that the guy next to you on the field really has your back and uh, loves you like a brother, you know, that, that means a lot. And it, it really helps, um, that you know, you're competing for each other and it kind of feels like you guys against the world. So that, that is definitely huge. All right, let's have a little fun to end this here. What are you thinking about Aaron Judge's run here? Yeah, it's, it's incredible for sure. Uh, we're witnessing history, so it's pretty special. Um, and then for I want fan, is, do you have a do you have or did you have a favorite big league team growing up or now? Yeah, I've been a Braves fan my whole life, and oh. Chipper Jones is uh, my favorite player. So, man, I, I'm a Mets fan, Colby. That's tough now. <laughs> tough. Yeah, they're sorry, battling sorry. here. <laughs> going to come down to the last three games of the year. They play each other, so you know we're going to see what yeah. happens. Um, Definitely. Final question for you. Um, hitting, I, I, I've always thought, is constant adjustment, depending on yeah. the pitcher, depending on you know whatever. Is that a fair statement? Is hitting where you constantly have to adjust to, to be a better hitter? Yeah, I think definitely. Um, throughout the course of the season and stuff, pitchers will start to attack you a certain way, and then you'll adjust to that, and then – uh, they'll have to go make an adjustment, and then you'll have to do the same right back and forth. So it's definitely a constant adjustment. And, uh, you know, it's just a competition against you and the, and the guy on the mound. So, <clears throat> All right. Well, the Gators start fall practice October 8th. You can go out. A lot of those practices are open. You can go out and watch them compete, and this could be a really good year for this Gator baseball team. Colby, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for, thanks for talking to me, Steve. Okay, you got it. See ya. Colby Halter. Uh one of the mainstays of Gator baseball's team last year, and he will be again this year too, and, you know, made the move from second to third and did a really good job in that. Um, my buddy Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal in Knoxville will join us next, uh, but I'll get to a couple of emails before we do that. If you want to call the show, 392-8255, and you can also email us at uh, srussell at wruf.com. Um, one thing I will tell you um, about what's going on in baseball, I, I've never talked to Aaron. He just seems to be you – know, look, there's a lot of pressure if you let it get to you to play in New York. And, man, he seems to be handling this. Uh, you know, uh, he always mentions team. He doesn't – you know, say I, he respects what Roger Maris did, you know, 60-odd years ago. Um, so that is really a cool thing to see. From yesterday, Richard said, maybe time to face the music. Look at Wilbur Marshall. Came to UF as a tight end, changed to defense, and now in the ring of honor after playing in the NFL. It's a business. We can't be emotional. I think he's referring to maybe Richardson moving to a different position. Joe, my answer to the question about pulling AR if he struggles Saturday, I would say yes. We don't know if Kitna could be a gamer until he gets a chance. Napier made the comment he had he had made the most progress of all the quarterbacks since the spring. He's got good bloodlines and might help AR to watch a few series from the sidelines. Well, one thing we will get today is when they should, a little later on, uh, release the injury report, and we'll see if uh, Jack Miller 
is still on that report. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll get a closer look at Tennessee. Vince Farrar from the Sports Animal joins us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. No purchase necessary. See website for contest rules. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. How do you decide who to call when you're injured in an accident? Don't call a branch office of a figurehead that lives in a far-off city. Call an attorney that is local to your community, one that gives back to your community and wins cases right here in Gainesville. I'm Jack Fine with Fine Farcash and Parla Piano, and I live here in this community with you. We go to the same grocery stores as you. We attend the Gator football games with you. When we are fighting against insurance companies for our clients, it's personal. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine for us on this Wednesday afternoon, and temperatures are going to get warm once again. Most spots should rise into the lower 90s. Tonight, mostly clear early on. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning, lows in the upper 60s and lower 70s. For Thursday and Friday, dry air will remain in place. That means lots of sunshine each afternoon and high temperatures again in the 90s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Because I didn't think Tua played well. Like, he had a couple underthrown balls, and you got Tyree Hill. And give credit to the Dolphins. And people are going to overreact to Tua. Six touchdown passes. Hey, it's a great start. And I want to see when you have to make those big plays. Like, that's the really important part of all of this. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. 
We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, for, I mean, really, since Steve Spurrier, Florida-Tennessee has always been a big game. It's a big game in Gainesville. It's a big game in Knoxville. In Knoxville, Vince Ferrara, sports animal, will join us now to talk about this matchup. Vincenzo, good to have you, man. How are you? I'm great. Paisano, always great to talk to you. You know who came on our afternoon show Jimmy Himes, John Wilkerson yesterday, and that was the uh, old ball coach, head ball coach, yeah. Steve Sperger. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, Jimmy Himes covered him for a long time, knows him really well, and uh, he was very entertaining, his usual self. Well, between you and me and who's ever listening, I tried to get Philip Fulmer, and he said he was busy. So uh, just. Well, he's not, if, if, it, if it helps any, he's, it's not like, you know, we hear him doing much media around here right now either yeah so, which um, we all yeah we'll we'll slip that aside um look <laughs> we we all know this is a really big game and, and what florida has yeah. done in this series let me i don't know if it's the same with hypel uh billy napier has a has an injury list that he comes out with today and it says something like you know vince ferrara lower leg uh, yeah. That's about it. Uh, any update on your injury situation there? Well, you're right. For for both sides, that is a storyline, a, a significant storyline coming into this game. Uh, if it, uh, again, we're, Josh Apple isn't even giving injury lists, so as vague as those may be, there's not there's not any list. There's also not any information that he's given out on that. He'll typically he won't be rude about it. He'll just say we asked him about Cedric Tillman, who was hurt on a high pass, made a leaping catch, and then was cut down with his legs. And, you know, a lot of people thought that that was a, a low hit, kind of grabbed his knee. But we don't know exactly what the injury is. Or uh, he was able to walk off the field and was under his own power, looked better as he you know, walked across the field. Um, probably a game-time decision, but what Heupel said when he was asked about it on Monday was, well, it, it's just Monday. We'll we'll see how the week goes. Yeah. And then when he's asked about it tomorrow, he'll say, well, uh, Friday is when we make our final evaluation on that, uh, and then we'll we'll know more then. But sometimes it's just a game-time decision. Well, guess what? We don't talk to him after Thursday. So that's, a, that's his usual out, and then he just doesn't talk about it. So Jabari Small running back injured very early in that. Akron game with a shoulder, but he looked okay on the sideline. His running backs coach, Jerry Mack, said that he did everything in practice yesterday. So uh, if that's the case, then that would be a good indicator that he's going to be available to play. He's their RB1, and they're not super deep at that position, so he's important. But Tillman is a guy that can really change things because they have settled into, as you know, Steve, a really nice top three that then if you move everybody up and elevate them, now they're in 
different positions, different roles, different attention, and maybe you're not at your your best, and then you have to elevate a young guy. Uh, so, uh, and they're still kind of working through those guys four through six or seven right now. So Tillman is a very important piece if he can go on Saturday. Vince, you, you've covered this team for a long time. Where, in your view, has Tennessee made the most improvement under Heupel? Honestly, player development, I think, is a big part of it. And, and it's there, there's there's strings to it, right? It's not itself in a bubble. I think they're developing players because Josh Heupel, unlike Jeremy Pruitt, connected with his players when he first got here. He showed them that he cared about them as human beings. He had more of a family atmosphere. Guys have talked so much about how they enjoy not only the coaching staff being around their teammates and being at the facility even when they're not supposed to be. And a lot of them admitted right out of the gate that that was not the case beforehand, that it was kind of what they had to do. And so when you do that, when you have that kind of – and it goes under the culture umbrella that's thrown around there a lot. But I think in this case it matters because – of how much that was mishandled under Jeremy Pruitt, who admitted after his first year to our Jimmy Himes that I didn't spend enough time on the guys, like getting to know the guys. Too late. So Josh Heupel did not do that. He wanted the feedback of the players and what they needed and what they wanted. The AD Danny White did that. And so he showed them that he cared and he earned their trust. And older players have admitted that, hey, you know, we had been there, done that with coaching changes. We, he had to kind of earn our trust. Well, we totally trust him and we'll run through a brick wall for him. So that's the thing. When you show that you care about those players, then they will play hard for you. They will practice hard for you. And if they practice hard for you and do all the things, the schoolwork, uh, everything else they need to do, then it's going to pay out for you on Saturday. So I think that player development is an offshoot of the buy-in and the culture that he has set at Tennessee, which is so different than the Prude era. Vince, is this, if Tennessee were to win, is this a bigger win for the team or the fan base? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I would say... The fan base, because it would send them into another stratosphere of what they could do this year. Um, Although, I will say there was plenty of confidence going into the year when the win total started to climb. And I think there was plenty of expectation from not everybody, but a fair amount of the fan base that, Florida would be down, therefore this would be Tennessee's opportunity to win. Tennessee's on the rise. So they would. it's at home, so Tennessee would win this game. I think because of what's happened the last couple of games to Florida, the that confidence has been renewed after maybe there might have been a little bit of a pause after that Utah game. And as you know, who knows which version mm-hmm. of Florida we'll, we'll see on Saturday. But I think now that's been renewed. So it it will take them into, hey, maybe we can compete with with Georgia in the East. Whereas with the actual team, I I think they still have a lot of work to do. It's a big hurdle. 
in a big first game and sets the tone, but there's a lot of work to do. So I'd say maybe more impactful for the fans. And let's, let's not forget, uh, Butch Jones slid in a Florida win, but then they had some bad losses after that. So this coaching staff hasn't shown this team to be that yo-yo, but you still got to finish the things out even after a Florida win if that happens. Vince Ferrar, the sports animal up in Knoxville, joining us here on Sports Scene, talking Florida, Tennessee. Defensively, I don't think you're going to you know, call them the 85 Bears, but is this group better in your view, Vince? They are. And, look, I'm totally aware of the level of competition. Florida has, has played much tougher competition than Tennessee has. But Tennessee, against bad competition, was still giving up a lot of yards and some points last year, and even obviously under Pruitt as well. So the fact that they have just obliterated Ball State and Akron, two bad teams, shows some maturity, shows that there is some improvement in areas that they needed to improve in, i.e. pass rush, tackling, third down defense, turnovers, those are, are areas that they needed to get better at and, again, weren't that great at even against inferior competition last year. So that is progress. And so I, I think it's a very experienced team. I talked to Gary Danielson uh, today, and um, that was one of the first things he pointed to as well was the experience on on this team. And their most experienced players, Steve, are playing their best ball. And that kind of ties back to the player development. A lot of the players that Tennessee is relying on weren't just the signees of Josh Heupel when he came in late last year and then uh, the, or the previous year and then this first full signing class. That, to me, it, it says something when he's not waiting, like Pruitt and a lot of coaches say, we got to get my own players in here, and then we'll know. He's gotten the most out of transfers and players he inherited. And the veteran players on this defense, uh, Jeremy Banks at linebacker, uh, on uh, in the secondary with Jalen McCullough and Trayvon Flowers as uh, one of the better safety duos in the league. Uh, their two best pass rushers in junior Tyler Barron, uh, who's now at a straight defensive end spot, and then the Leo hybrid uh, linebacker, end uh, and Byron Young. All those guys are veteran guys, and they're playing their best ball. And there's others, Amari Thomas, the junior defensive tackle. So that's where a big area that they've improved and gotten some consistency. And then they have some other young players in a little bit more depth than they did last year that are still coming along that will be a different type of player later in the year than they are now. Solid in some areas. I mean, they're not, they're, there's not first round, there's not Aiden Hutchinson on this team, but they're still better than they were last year in a number of different areas defensively. Okay, my last minute. Scale of 1 to 10, my friend, 1 being not important, 10 being really important. Assess the hypo factor here. I, I think it's fairly important because of his system, because he doesn't seem to make massive coaching errors. Uh, 
Tennessee fans <laughs> might hear this might be like, all right, now he jinxed them. Now he will. <laughs> uh, and, but, but, we, but as you know, Steve, we saw some of those on display, and we saw it in Gainesville. Jalen Hurts. Runs it in, uh, go up two scores late in that ball game in the in the well, I guess you know ten minutes ago, nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter in Gainesville, Tennessee looks like it's gonna you know gonna cruise to a win. They uh, they don't they just kick an extra point uh, to and they keep it at a thirteen point game, and um, or no, I think they went for two, it didn't get it and kept it at thirteen, uh, and then they end up giving up two late scores and lose that ball game. And that was pointed to coaching. And then uh, the Oklahoma game, not going for a touchdown, kicking a field goal inside the one-yard line against Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma. So there were some really high-profile mess-ups in terms of those in-game decisions. He hasn't had those, those head-scratchers. And I think the tempo, his play-calling – all of those are factors in the game, and um, and you know another thing they've done is they've been better in the second quarter than they were last year, where they were the highest scoring first quarter team. So I think they're starting to, to impact the, and show that they can adjust during games as well. So um, sorry about the long answer, but I, I do I would say um, you know a, a seven or an eight in terms of the the hypo factor in this game. Okay, as always, my friend, working people. Find out more with you. Well, appreciate it. On Twitter, at Vince Sports. Use that handle for Instagram, Facebook, uh, or my YouTube channel. And then our website, tons of content. You can get so many interviews and everything, uh, podcasts, blogs that Jimmy Himes and I are doing at 991thesportsanimal.com. Tons of content there. For your SEC predictions as well. We'll, we'll give, give my shot at those every week. Okay. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for doing it. You're the man. I'll talk to you here in uh, Knoxville in a bit. Thank yep. you, Steve. Okay, thanks, Vince. Vince Ferrara, Sports Animal in Knoxville, 1244. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fold. Tonight at the O'Connell Center, Florida Women's Volleyball will host Alabama. The number 12 Gators enter the match off a big road win over number 6 Wisconsin last Friday. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here starting at 645. In college football, the SEC has released the 2023 schedule as the Florida Gators will host Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. Today on the links, Gator Women's Golf will wrap up the Memorial Invitational in Texas. With eight holes to go, Florida junior Maisie Filler has a one-stroke lead on the individual leaderboard at 10 under par. In women's tennis, Florida will resume the Lubbock 15K today as British sophomore Alicia Dudenay faces off in the round of 32. Tonight in baseball, the Rays will look to avoid being swept at home by the Astros. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fultz. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. You know, folks, a lot of times if you have a vehicle, a boat, or an RV, you look to sell it, and sometimes you look just to get rid of it. Well, if you're looking to just get rid of it, I have a great alternative for you, and it's going to help a lot of people. If you're going to be doing something like that, please donate your vehicle to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and they're sustained by our donations of cars and trucks and SUVs and boats, RVs, just about any kind of vehicle. 
Your donations are tax deductible. And because the boys repair the vehicles themselves and resell them, it really helps them learn life skills they need to learn while they're in this facility. They've been helping boys at the Road Heaver Boys Ranch for over 70 years, and now they could use your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka to find out more or go to rbr.org and find out more. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town, made to order. They support local Florida cattle ranchers, and they still feature great milkshakes, including the Key Lime Shake. Outdoor patio umbrella seating is available, and if you're in a hurry, you can order online for a quick pickup at DickMondell's.com. Remember, open seven days a week. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. The best burgers, shakes, and fries you'll eat at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Sunday. After two straight road wins to start the season, Tom Brady and the Bucks look to stay undefeated when they host Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the home opener. Play action fake sold by Rodgers. He sacked at the 15-yard line. He is clobbered. Devin White's got the fourth sack of the game. He's got two. Pre-game at three, kickoff at 425. Fire the cannon! Catch the call live from Ray J right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I can remember listening to Houses of the Holy, and my mother came down and said, What is that? What did you you turn that down? I never forget that when I hear Led Zeppelin all the time. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's get some phone calls here. John, you're up. Hi, John. Good afternoon, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a chance to hear you inside the huddle with Steve and Shane yesterday, but I, I just wanted to get your take on, I know the struggles that Anthony's had, but where do you, I mean, in a passing game, it's easier to say than done than what, we, what we've seen in the last couple games. But where in the field do you think that we can exploit their defense? Because I, I don't think Tennessee's defense is, is stellar. So what do you what do you see in the field that that we can exploit a little bit? Linebackers, safeties. Where where do you see that? Well, I've not looked at tape of Tennessee, um, so it's hard for me to pinpoint to say to you, John, as if I looked at tape. Well, I think they're vulnerable here um, because again, part of that uh, vulnerability is what can you do offensively to exploit it. Here's an example. Supposing Tennessee's secondary is their weakest link. Well, it gives Florida good enough to exploit it. Right. So just be, yeah, yeah, so just because a team doesn't have a great secondary doesn't mean your offense is good enough to be able to do that. Uh, I think Florida has to run the football. That's what well, they do. Okay. Right. I also think Anthony Richardson needs to be a runner in this game and not worry about you know anything else. And then... I mean, they, they just can't exclusively run. But find a way to get him where he can maybe make chunk plays and maybe make a big play, and then don't turn the football over in the passing game. If you throw for 165 or 170 yards, you keep the defense right. honest, you're doing okay. That's it. Hey, thanks, man. Talk to you later. Okay. Thank you, John. Uh, 392-8255. Uh, let's see here. William says, I've been one of the few fans that have called and mentioned of not being a fan of the play calling. Richardson needs at least <clears throat> 10 runs a game, has been my stance. However, you and Shane have been quick to say the quarterback has to complete passes from the pocket. However, you both have also said you don't believe Anthony can consistently do that. So I'm a little confused on what you and Shane believe the strategy should be. would love to hear your thoughts if Steve was the play caller. Um, okay. Here we go, William. I'll give you, Steve, the play caller. I agree with you that Richardson needs to be a more effective runner. That's 10 times, 8 times, 15 times. I don't know. I think what people forget is the other team coaches. The other team has schemes, right? If you and I feel that way, then what do you think those coaches think or no right the other team it's easy to say he needs to run it 10 times he needs to run it 20 times well the defense though is trying to take his run away because they know so now it becomes how do you scheme it how do you draw it up you know to where that can be successful because I had somebody email me this yesterday made a great point and said, how can the Gator running game be so successful with the running backs 
and it isn't with the quarterback. And I get that question, right? So, again, I'm the play caller. I'm going to have Richardson be a runner in this game, but I cannot abandon the pass. And I'm telling Anthony Richardson, I'm going to give you some safe throws. I'm going to give, we have to be able to at least, like they did against Utah, at least have a semblance of a passing game. That's Steve, the play caller. That's what I would do. Hope that answers your question, William. Uh, Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, great, great show again. Hey, I saw a little article uh, Zach Goodall had yesterday, and I know some people were, you know, fans have their opinions, and they can express them. And I know people were talking about the, uh, some of the calls or, or questioning some of the decisions by Napier. I just want to tell fans, they just have to relax, man. Because if you look at our first three games, we have played two out of three games have been against ranked teams. I mean, for people to even question anything this early in the season, I'm calling out Gator fans on this. It's ridiculous because, uh, you know, if you look at who he brought in, I mean, if you look at the reality of it, the best players, the, the players have been playing the best so far in the first three games are either players that he brought in from Louisiana with him in Montreal Johnson or the guys that he recruited when he got here late that weren't in our class. Kamari Wilson, I think Shamar James was out of our class and came back in. Devin Moore, I mean, he brought those guys in his class, and these are some of our most productive guys. I mean, I think he's doing a great job. Uh, uh, Richardson just hasn't had a, you know, he's played two poor games. But for anybody that I start talking about, you know, questioning this and questioning that so far, because if you look at the beginning of the season, most football pundits had us probably one in three. After four games, would you not agree with that? Probably, um, two and two, maybe. I'm not sure two. about one and three. Probably, probably, probably two, two and two. two at best. Yeah. So I think we're, I think we're, where people thought we were going to be, you know. Anyway, and you know, if you look at the recruits coming in next year, that you know, a 90 percent blue chip class. I mean, I think it's, I think he's doing great, man. And and I think it's just going to be better in the future. So, but, but here's the yeah, thing, I think, Dick. I I would counter that with. If I'm somebody who's questioning, okay, your your question or you're uh, running down everything he's done except during the game, right? the The biggest issue has been, I think, his play calling the, among fans, among some fans. Some fans have right. questioned his play calling. So it's not about recruiting. It's not about uh, you know who's here. It's about in-game play calling. That's a different animal than saying, "Well, you know, there wasn't a lot here, and he's done a good job in recruiting." That's a different deal. I yeah, I, I agree, but I think he's also one of these like in all sports, he's this analytics guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, he was known before he got to Florida to go for fourth down more than anybody in, in college football. More and more coaches are doing that. Again, it's, it depends where you are in the field. But if you look, more coaches are going for fourth down and, and whatever at certain parts of the field where previously, you know, people would be punting. Or they'd be saying, man, you're stupid to do that. That's, that's part of the, the, the new nuance of the game now is this analytics is involved where, you know, fourth down is becoming a, a more of a let's go get it. All know? right. So, you know, I right, say thanks. Dick, thank you. Appreciate the call. Well, you know, once again, 
unless you are Georgia, I mean, even Alabama, can you imagine the calls after Alabama's game against Texas? Right? What about the wide receivers? We're committing too many penalties. I mean, I can only imagine what those calls were like to shows like this. So, I mean, Arkansas, okay, they're unbeaten. And it wasn't that long ago they didn't win a game in the SEC. So probably their fan base is pretty happy, but defensively they're not very good. So do you think some fans in Fayetteville are calling and saying, well, we're 3-0, but... I mean, that's how it is all over the place. You know, there's maybe two or three teams where the fan base right now is going... Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Hour two coming up. Call us up, talk a little sports. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs. As a Marine, Janie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now, he gets to pay that support forward as a veteran care coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. What does a burger, pet food, and a phone charger have in common? When you order them with DoorDash, you don't just get the things you love. You support the community you love, too. From stores and restaurants to the Dashers, every purchase provides an opportunity for everyone involved. With DoorDash, there's a neighborhood of good in every order. Get 50% off your first order of $12 or more, up to a $15 value, when you use code DASH50 at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Sam Potosa is producing the broadcast. We'll take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. I'm going to do something now. I don't know if, uh, well, here, let, let me get to an email first w- from Lee. 
Clear on film, AR is uncomfortable with bunch sets and the pistol. When he runs play action out of the pistol, he has to turn all the way around. When he turns back, the defense is in a different place. He's overwhelmed. Most of his completions out of the shotgun, running crossers. I agree with that. While his struggles have been from the pistol and running play action, understand Napier wants to ultimately have that be the system, much like Mullen adjusted for Trask. Will Napier adjust for AR to get him comfortable and possibly get us some, uh, I don't know, what, some wind? Or will he say, this is the system and long term, this will help you? Well, uh, if I knew the answer to that, Lee, but I, I get what you're saying. He says he doesn't think the passing game will work in the SEC. Uh, nothing on tape at Louisiana or in the first three games that says this will work, but he is calling a next-level run game. I think the, the difficulty in all of this, and I hope I can say this correctly, okay? I've never coached beyond high school football. But I was always an offensive coach. And you can have a great system. You either have to do one of two things. Recruit to your system. Get a guy that fits what you do. Or or you get a five-star guy and you adapt to his skill and you change the offense. Frankly, what's happened now has not surprised me one bit because I knew of Anthony's limitations when it comes to reading defenses, things of that nature. Now the question becomes, Lee, to your point, okay, and we don't know this, has he tweaked anything? Does he think in time he will do, you know, what he wants him to do in his system? At Louisiana, they ran the ball. So what you're seeing now shouldn't shock you. They were a predominantly running team. That's what he believes in. And they're pretty good at it. So do you then want to, I mean, can, can you change uh, play calls? Can you change what you call? Because, again, the quarterback has got to be comfortable and confident in what you're calling that he can make that work. And frankly, unless it's somebody inside the building, we don't know that. We don't know that. Now, common sense would tell me, why in the hell would I call a play for a quarterback if I don't think he's comfortable with it? That would make no sense to me, right? That's just me. But we're going to see what adjustments are made. And that starts Saturday. Kevin says, a lot of concern about this weekend's game at the quarterback position, rightfully so. Uh, but Kevin's concerned with Florida's defensive line. Uh, 
our outside linebackers out of position a lot of times. Hooker will take advantage of that just like the USF quarterback did. Yes, look, USF ran for 286 yards in the game. USF, they dominated the line. And I understand, you know, Ventrell Miller being in there, would that have happened for, for 286? No, I don't think so. But let's look at Tennessee and what they do, okay? And again, it doesn't mean you can't change your stripes based on, you know, and they've not played great competition either. They average 553 yards a game. That's second only. Uh, I beg your pardon. That is the most. That's the best in the SEC as far as that is concerned. Okay? In total offense, that's number one. Even above Georgia. There are three teams in the league averaging 500 yards of offense a game. Arkansas, Georgia, and Tennessee. Florida averages 353. So that's 200 yards a game less that Florida is gaining offensively than what Tennessee does. Tennessee's forte is not the run game. They average 182 yards on the ground. Florida averages more. So it's complementary, right? If you look at where they rank, they rank, let's see, two, four, six, ninth in the league in rushing. Ninth. But then look at the passing stats. Okay? 371 yards a game. That's number two in the SEC, only behind Georgia. They've thrown for 1,100 yards already. Average per attempt is the best in the SEC, almost 11 yards per passing attempt. So, well, does Tennessee go away from what it's kind of done? Or do they say, you know what, we don't think Florida's that good on def- you know, against the run, so we're going to pound it. That's what I love about chess matches. Greg says, I get that Tennessee fans think they're all that this year, but the only game against the top 25 team was Pitt, and that was a dogfight for them. In fact, it went into overtime. I'm not saying Florida wins. I do think, as usual, Tennessee fans think they're SEC East champs after only three games. Well, yeah, they do, Greg, I agree, have a tendency to do that. But this is where it, sto- this is where it starts, right? I mean, now, you could, all those games were wonderful for Tennessee, great for Rocky Top, they're ranked. This is where it starts. Because if they lose to this Florida team, at home, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm wondering when in the hell are we going to beat them? Man, if you're going to catch Florida, you catch a rebuilding Florida team now, don't you? That's why if there's pressure in this game, it's on Tennessee. Squarely on Tennessee. 
They're favored. The numbers favor them. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. William. Uh, Steve, love the show. Listen when I can. Appreciate your point of view, although we don't always agree. That's okay. He said, one thing I do agree with you on is that Florida's got to get better in stopping the run. If not, it's going to be a long year. I agree. I agree. Because what that does, it keeps your offense off the field as well and puts a lot of pressure on the defense, which is now playing 75, 80 snaps a game. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. We're halfway to the big week, almost here. What, what 20, 48 hours and counting? It's uh, 72. Uh, I'm not great at math, but it's getting closer. <laughs> hey, Steve, i got a couple of coaching questions for you, as usual. When you were talking to Pat Ryan yesterday, Steve, I Tennessee played a scrub game against Akron. I just kind of skimmed through it. But you were asking a lot of questions to Pat about Cedric Tillman's injury. Um, Cedric Tillman's probably the best player on Tennessee's team, Steve. I believe he was first team all SEC preseason in one of the surveys. But um, have you seen the injury to that dude? What happened on the play? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let me ask you this as a coach, Steve. Um, you know, we rules in college football are crazy. We're not going to change them on this show or on this call. But how is targeting illegal throw you out of the game and maybe the next game and that play legal when a, a player puts a helmet right on a dude's knee? Because it's because the way the rule is, again, if you're going to expand targeting, right, and this is a discussion way past my pay grade, but you're talking helmet to helmet at the head, okay? If I happen to tackle you and my helmet goes into your thigh or goes into your leg, it's different. Well, you got to get a guy to the ground. I understand that, and it's not uh, uh, playing pity patty, playing football. But did that play bother you looking at it as a coach? From the did you did it look like a cheap shot? Cheap shot? Uh, no, no. If you're using the, the the term cheap shot, no, I would not say well, it was any, a cheap anytime, shot. Anytime I see a guy's knee hit directly by a helmet, it always about makes me want to puke. But, but Steve, you know, Jamar Chase sat out most of his season, and a lot of these dudes sit out their bowl games. I can see after a play like that while these dudes sit out, I wouldn't be surprised if Tillman's done for the year and probably is going to have to have ACL surgery off that. I haven't heard that, but just watching the play myself without any kind of inside uh, dope, that was an awful hit, and I'd say his, I'd, I'd guess his season's probably done. He's probably going to go try to predict his draft, uh, draft stock. I don't think that at all. Oh, okay. Like I said, whatever on that. Hey, one thing uh, for you, Steve, uh, about offensive football. Coach Spurrier was an offensive genius, but he had great defensive players. I think a lot of people regarded the fun and gun as throwing to spaces, timing plays. But what's the, what makes a, a guy like a how mummy a joke, but a coach like um, Mike Leach uh, successful? Uh, that's hard. Did it well? First of all, Leach has one more at different places than how Mummy did. Certainly, uh, that's one thing. I mean, it's all about winning and losing, isn't it? Yeah, same same tree though. Of course, Mummy. Uh, I guess uh, Leach trained under Mummy. I, a lot of times, if you go for it, like on your own twenty-five yard line, you get viewed as a quack doctor and stuff like that. But. 
But I, I guess where I'm going with you, Steve, is is um, Heifel, the word is coming out of Orlando, things got worse under him. But I think he's one of these genius offensive minds like Kiffin, like a lot of these air raid guys. And I've never seen one of these guys on a team I follow. Um, he's definitely a factor in this ball game. It's a different way to skin the cat. Oh, I don't disagree. Uh, I, I just had Vince Ferrara on here, and I thought I he it. nailed it big time, right? Yeah. That let's forget for the moment that he's a really good offensive coach, right? And he schemes very well, okay? And like he just said, hey, if you throw a, a bad ball, we got 80 more plays, let's go. Yeah. Well, his player plays every what? It run and plays every 17 to 21 seconds. And his players trust him. No, and his players trust him. And that Let me ask, that goes a long way. Let me ask you one last question, Steve. Uh, in when Coach Sparty was riding high and dumping it on people 60 to 10, what was he worth a game? 10 points just being on the sideline. Uh, I don't know about 10, but he is worth points. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, it's just interesting, you know, like I said, the fans want to throw it every play. Sometimes it works. It usually doesn't. But uh, kind of interesting to see one of these offensive uh, 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 wild scientists, whatever the word is, on the other sideline. You guys are used to the visor. We don't wear a visor, but we might be trying to pull that uh, pull that on y'all this year. All right. Hang My, in there. Yep. Thank you for your call. One fifteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chilway, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Bryce Mitchell. The Florida volleyball team begin their SEC games tonight against the Crimson Tide. Florida has the home court advantage and is coming off the victory against number four, Wisconsin. Tune in here tonight at 645 to catch the action. Maisie Filler is currently tied for first in the Mo Moral Invitational for Florida Women's Golf. The Invitational ends today after 18 holes. The Tampa Bay Rays host the Houston Astros tonight at 640. This is the third time they meet this season, with Tampa Bay losing the previous two games. Corey Klubler is pitching for the Rays, and Lance McCullers Jr. is pitching for the Astros. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I recently spoke to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty. Now, we all know the real estate market is starting to shift, and home sellers like you have serious questions about when to sell and, of course, for how much money to sell your home for. Or, what do you need to buy and also have a home to sell? Well, that's why you need to get to know Scott Caldwell like I have. The only agent I would trust to sell my home because he's helped hundreds of families just in this year alone do just that. Trust Scott to help you sell fast and for the most money, no matter what your situation is. He's got upfront written guarantees and thousands of buyers giving you the added confidence to sell right now. In fact, he'll sell your home at your agreed to price and time frame or he will buy it. That is great peace of mind for you. So call Scott today, 352-209-0000. 352-209-0000 or visit com.
Numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because we use Simply Safe. Customize the perfect system for your home and start at simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Meet Boost, the amazing, amazing vitamin boost that make you feel like... I like the boosted, boosted. My vitamins get boosted. I like the boosted, boosted. We like the boosted. Boost effervescent vitamins turn your H2O into H2O to give you a fizz-tastic feeling like... I like the boosted, boosted. My vitamins get boosted. I like the boosted, boosted. We like the boosted. Because it's not just vitamins. It's Boost, the amazing, amazing vitamin boost. Boosted. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Daryl, I think the days of your drop back passer are going away. High school coaches putting their best athlete at quarterback nowadays to run around. Everybody's using the spread. Yeah, agreed. Steven says, what's your gut feeling telling you about the Jaguars? How improved are they? Improved. A lot. Now, are they going to win the division? I don't know. But it's two games. But they are much better defensively. Their linebackers are really good. And offensively, I mean, I, I questioned 
the acquisition of Kirk for the amount of money they were paying him. But so far, he's been great, Stephen. So I think much improved. Now they got to go take a West Coast trip this week, play the Chargers. We'll see. But right now, uh, they look mighty good. By the way, some afternoon baseball today as the regular season begins to wind down. I'll tell you where I was proven right beginning of the year. The Astros, they're really good. And I love what Aaron Judge is doing. But I'll tell you what, I think the Astros are going to the World Series. We will see. By the way, if you're a Bucks fan, Mike Evans out against the Packers. His appeal of a suspension was denied. That shouldn't come as a shock. Really shouldn't. Baseball today. Braves chasing the Mets. They're up 2-0 against the hapless, you know, the Nationals. Sam, can you look up for me, or maybe you know, was it 2018 they won the World Series? 2019? Okay. Three years. They're about to lose 100 games. They're 51 and 97 going into today. So when I tell you as a fan base to enjoy what you see because you don't know, you don't know. That fast. Also this afternoon, the Mets with a one-game lead over the Braves, same in the loss column, by the way, at the Brewers. The Mets have won the first two games of that series. That's the only afternoon action the Rays do play tonight. They're hosting the Astros again. The Astros are about to win 100 games. They're 98 and 51. The Yankees hosting the Pirates, who are also about to lose 100 games. They're 55 and 93. Will we see Aaron Judge tie or break Roger Maris's record. You know, selfishly, selfishly, I'm a purist, and we can have this debate again someday, maybe next summer, but Roger Maris is the American League home run champion. He is. Because the other guys were in the National League. Okay, Bonds and all those guys, right? So, McGuire, Sosa. And the Maris, some of the Maris family was up there uh, watching the Yanks and Judge do it. And Judge really does seem to be handling New York, handling the pressure. And you know what? That guy bet on himself. You realize the money he turned down? He turned down millions of dollars. He bet on himself, and guess what? He's going to win really big. Victor, I'm a UCF grad. 
a diehard Gator fan. 500-yard game, games are not unusual on that fast-track offense. I saw it here in Orlando. What's important is what happens in key scoring plays. Our defensive backs will be tested. I like what I've seen so far. Hopefully, we'll see the next Larry Kennedy step up. The running defense has been less than impressive away from the red zone, but looks to tighten up near the end zone. All that to say, an uphill battle. I'm not throwing in the towel, particularly because it's Tennessee. They usually help a little. He says in all kinds of weather. Look, every game's different, right? Hendon Hooker has been great. He's thrown three interceptions and like 48 touchdown passes. That's ridiculous, right? But does it mean he won't throw two picks Saturday? Does it mean he won't get pressured? That's the really good thing about this. Joseph emails. Uh, See, listen to your show every day or at least when I can. Always appreciate the conversation and the topics you bring up. My question today has to do more with the coach than the team. Is Billy Napier right? Is his system going to work here? All I can tell you, I will tell you again. If Florida was 3-0 and and had beaten two ranked teams, would, would that question be asked? But because they went one-on-one against ranked teams and they struggled against USF, that question comes up. I get it. But I don't care if they're 3-0 and or 0-3. It's too early to tell. You don't know that. Byron, hello. Hey, Steve, I think I heard the 21st of September by Earth, Wind, and Fire on this show. But if I didn't, I, I want to shout out to Coach Wise and his wife, Mary Wise, and I hope them luck this year in volleyball. I kind of I don't go like I used to but driving, but I, I, I watch them on TV, on the, on the sports centers and all the places I can. And Good luck, Coach Wise. And, and Steve, uh, just good luck to the team. You know, I'm an optimistic fan. And, and we don't lose in Tennessee much, so it reminds me now, Steve. You know, you were saying that the the, the, the rivalry is back, and, and I don't. I, I was hoping it didn't come back, but Tennessee is is back. Shout out to Coach Heupel, and he's done it. I, I didn't think he would from Orlando, but and and just gonna be a great game. And I just hope the Gators win. Good luck to you guys. Go Gators! I'm with you, Gators. Come on, Rich. All right, Byron. Thank you. Well, you know what else is a rivalry now? Kentucky. Before, what, four or five years ago, that was an absolute yawner. Uh, Kentucky. Eh, Kentucky. Right? Guess what? That's a, a rivalry is when each team wins its share of games. That's a rivalry. If one team is dominating the other, that's not a rivalry. That's domination. That's what this has been. Tennessee fans hate hearing it. Florida's dominated them. Dominated them. Just like they had Kentucky up until the previous, you know, four or five years. Well, Florida is still in the domination. Tennessee has to prove 
they can beat Florida more than four times in a century. That's got to be done. 129 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Dancing crew, trip for two, nail the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid, give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. Boosters designed for COVID-19 variants are now available. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster appointment as soon as you're eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine for us on this Wednesday afternoon, and temperatures are going to get warm once again. Most spots should rise into the lower 90s. Tonight, mostly clear early on. Areas of patchy fog tomorrow morning, lows in the upper 60s and lower 70s. For Thursday and Friday, dry air will remain in place. That means lots of sunshine each afternoon and high temperatures again in the 90s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Are you watching Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yes, I am. Okay, because I'm watching it with my kids. I don't want to offend anybody, yeah. but I don't even know who Obi-Wan right. Kenobi Obi Wan oh, Kenobi, I got you. But, oh, Darth Vader was catching wrecking on episode... Darth Vader showed up in episode three. Up, up until up? a couple years ago, I thought it was Darth Vader. Key, <laughs> Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Mark 
says, South Carolina, I guess, is also a rival. We've split our last 12 games against them. Kind of crazy how times have changed. Yeah, but that's, Mark, you're right in terms of how we were talking about gauging that. But I'll bet you if I said to you, uh, to most Gator fans, who are your top rivals? I wonder, Georgia has to be one. Has to be. Okay? Who would be number two now? Let me, let me, I'll throw that out for the rest of the hour today. Who, give me your top three rivals for Florida as a fan now. Is Florida State up there still? Right? That, that game has certainly lost some of its luster. It was a rivalry because when Bobby Bowden was humming and when Steve Spurrier was humming, big time. You didn't know who was going to win that game. You didn't. Okay, most times. So that's in part why rivalries change because of the ebb and flow. With Missouri, Missouri and Vanderbilt are probably the two that get a fans just yawn, even though it's an SEC game. And it counts. If you beat Missouri, it counts just as much as if you beat another team in the league. But it, there's, it yawns. It just does. Alex, if you ever heard you say you think Tennessee's the third best team in the SEC, uh, why do you say that? What, what's your opinion based on? My eyes? Who else could you put? Kentucky? Look, outside of Georgia, every SEC team, including Alabama, has flaws. What's Tennessee's? They're not great on defense. And they've only played one good team. Arkansas can't stop a train defensively. That's going to be their, I think, issue. And Kentucky has offensive line issues. They still can't. Now, if Chris Rodriguez comes back on the 1st of October, will they be better? Probably. But the offensive line still has to open up holes. Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, Steve. You know, Florida, and I love Florida Gator football, and uh, I'm really impressed with Billy Napier. And I think in a few years he's going to recruit good and have a good team. But we just aren't a good team this year. I mean, we could easily be 0-3. I guess somebody could say, well, we could be 3-0. and But, I mean, the first game with Utah, I mean, we have one fluke play where we intercepted the ball in the end zone, and, I think that's what saved us from a loss. Um, and then uh, last week, uh, you, you know, we had a bad – South Florida had a bad snap and a bad kick, or they would have, you know, at least tied it up, I believe, possibly, and we would have gone into overtime, uh, I suppose. And uh, I don't know what – they were moving the ball, and, and we were not. Uh, you know, right now we're just not a good team, so I'm going to be patient. With uh, Billy Napier, I just, I'm very impressed. I think he's a fine man character-wise, coaching-wise, and everything. But uh, I hope we can go to Tennessee and, and pull off an upset. But, I, I, Steve, I don't see how I don't see how we can beat Tennessee. I, I, I don't even know if we'll be bowl eligible this year. What do you think? Well, that's a long way off. Yeah. And 
look, if you're playing, it's like baseball, okay, even though they play way more games. When I give you this example, you'll understand what I mean. If you're looking at a baseball team and they've lost six in a row or 10 of 12, you're thinking, wow, how are they, they going to win? How they, right? But then they turn around and win seven in a row and win 14 out of 15, and you think nobody can beat you. Ebb and flow. Unfortunately, football doesn't have that much time for ebb and flow, right? But as you look at the schedule, Florida's going to be favored to beat South Carolina, I think, to beat Missouri, and to beat Eastern Washington. Yeah. I think that's fair. After that, you know, Florida State, I think that's going to depend on what Florida does and what Florida State does here on out. I think that's a toss-up game now, now, today. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So that's four wins. LSU is here, and people forget that. That game is here. Okay. And I'm now going through orange and blue glasses here, right? Is LSU all that good? I don't think so. Got to go to Texas A&M. Beginning in the year, I think people thought, that's a loss. A&M can't score. Now, they're really good on defense, but can you sneak out of there with a, you know, 20 to 17 win? You could. So, you know, for all the doom and gloom, you know, there's certainly winnable games left on this schedule. Yeah. Now, uh, well, I have tickets for LSU game, but uh, everybody, didn't, most people pick Mississippi State over LSU, and then LSU uh, beat them pretty good or what? I didn't beat them pretty good. I mean, yeah, I, I picked Mississippi State to win. And I thought early on they were going to crush them. But then they didn't play good football. So I'll be looking forward this Friday uh, when you uh, on your program when we have the prognostication day to see how people, how Gator fans sit between Florida and Tennessee. And I I know we we, we pick with a heart, but you've got to be realistic. All right. Thank you, Jim. Uh, For the rivalries, Victor says Georgia, Kentucky, FSU, and 3A. UCF, isn't that interesting? Vince says uh, top three are Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida State in no particular order. LSU is a close fourth. Rivalries based off of history and bad blood or game implications. He says, although some of those implications have changed. Knoxville Navigator, hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good. I got to tell you, the hype up here is crazy. This town is really excited, and uh, I'm looking forward to breaking their hearts again. But it's all the talk on the radio all day long uh, about the Gators coming to town. Yeah. I mean, it's been that way before, you know, when they thought they were going to knock Florida off and didn't, you know, for whatever the reason. But, look, they've got reason. I mean, they've played, again, have they played a great schedule? No. I don't think Pittsburgh is as good as they were last year. They went to overtime, blah, blah, blah. But they're home. Offensively, I think they're really good. So let's wait till Saturday. I get it. Um, I got an answer to yours, and then I got a quick question. I definitely think it's uh, probably Georgia, Florida State, Tennessee. They've got to be some of the top three. I'm a little bit older. I love throwing Miami and LSU in there. Um, Kentucky is kind of a new thing coming on. I won't. I won't accept them as a rival just yet. We've owned them for too long. Gotcha. Um, I got a question though. Um, with with uh, Richardson kind of staying in the pocket a little bit more, I thought I read that number two, second string and third string QBs had some minor procedures. 
I'm not sure what the status is on that and who. Are, are we down to the four string? No, what no, no. Kit, Kitten is okay. Miller was the one who has been out. Uh, they release an injury report tonight. So we'll know Kitten is available, but I don't know about Miller. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, I, I live up here and listen to you every day, and um, I will uh, listen to you Saturday night. Thanks a lot for what Okay. You thank you. Appreciate that. Tony, how are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Steve. Mm-hmm. I still think that it's Georgia, FSU, and Tennessee. And the reason, because I think it's FSU, any sport that comes to town, FSU, we have crowds coming in. It's not like, uh, oh, well. It's, uh, I mean, uh, baseball, uh, basketball, definitely, because they beat us quite a few times when they shouldn't have. And uh, I, I think it's the second biggest rivalry, um, uh, FSU still, um, and especially with us older guys who, um, who were around during uh, Bowden and, and uh, head ball coach. Yeah, I, I think when you look at history, that that plays into it because FSU's played Florida a lot. Obviously, LSU's played Florida a lot. You know, that's why you never hear about Auburn because they don't play enough. You don't hear about Alabama, they don't play enough. But I do think, for me, it changes a little bit based on result. And that's why, you know, Tennessee is still a rivalry game because they play every year. But Florida's owned them. Owned them, right? Used to own Kentucky. But now that's changed a little bit, so... You know, that's become a more important game, I think, to some Gator fans. Yeah, and I think it's an important game, and and I think that uh, we're going to do a good job this week because uh, it is such an important game, and and I think that uh, Richardson, a lot of people have given up on him. I I haven't. I think he's pretty good. He's real good, and and I do think that we're worried about a backup quarterback with him and Saban is running where, you know, I, I think they need to turn him loose. All right. Appreciate your call. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Lucas says, to me, Georgia, FSU, and LSU. Terry says, Georgia, LSU, and FSU. BB says, Georgia, LSU, Kentucky. Uh, And he said, FSU may be coming back to the top three soon. Matt, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. I'm I'm just amazed listening to some of the callers. I'm just trying to figure out when the Gator Nation – uh, decided that this football team was going to be a contender team. I thought ever since Napier's been here, this was going to be a rebuilding year. All the predictions were six and six. Shane said we didn't have an SEC roster, and everybody acts like we've got a national championship team that's went in the toilet. Yes, and I, I've said this many times, and I will repeat it, Matt. I've seen it happen over the years, and it's a good thing in a way, right? In June and July – People were calling here and saying exactly what you said, Matt. You know, whether you like Mullen or not, he's gone. He didn't recruit. The cupboard's kind of bare. It's going to take time for Napier. All those things were said in June and July. But now fans take over. Now, instead of uh, looking at things with your head, you're looking at things with your heart. 
Why can't we compete? Why is the quarterback situation so bad? Napier needs an offensive coordinator. Napier's not a good player. I mean, come on, right? So, right. And, we're, and we're three games in. And I'm going to tell them, it, it, from what I understand, with beyond this first string, there's not much behind them. So this year could get a whole bunch worse before it gets better. Well, I mean, they're playing a lot of young players, and they're getting experience, but you know, sometimes on-the-job training isn't the best thing either. <laughs> right, right. Well, enjoy the show, Steve. Thank Just you. Want to put my two cents in. Your Thanks. two cents is here, Matt. Thank you. 146 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. This is Bryce Mitchell. The Florida volleyball team begin their SEC games tonight against the Crimson Tide. The Florida Gators have the home court advantage and is coming off the five-set victory against number four Wisconsin. Florida has a record 50-0 against Alabama. Tune in here tonight at 6:45 to catch the action. The Tampa Bay Rays host the Houston Astros tonight at 6:40. This is the third time they meet this season. Corey Kluber is pitching for the Rays, and Lance McCullers Jr. is pitching for the Astros. The Tampa Bay Bucks recently signed veteran receiver Cole Beasley to the practice squad. He will be joining them in time for the game this Sunday against the Packers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. This is Bryce Mitchell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency. Yep, the Cousins families run the business for over 40 years. That's right, over 40 years. And remember, in that time, they've only done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. I'm driving one now. The vehicle before that was one. And the vehicle before that was one. I trust them because their sales staff has never tried to hard sell me a vehicle. In fact, they've worked with me to make sure I got the vehicle I was looking for. I got to test drive them, which you can do too when you go see them in person. Uh, one day I went in there and just took the list of vehicles and walked down and eyeballed them for myself. Do the same thing for you. Online, secars.com. You can look at them, the vehicles that way as well. When you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. There's an old expression, everyone you meet is fighting a great battle you know nothing about. That's especially true right now because we're facing a variety of challenges never experienced in our lifetime. So what can we do? Well, there's nothing like hearing an encouraging word from someone. It's wind in our sails. To encourage means to provide support to help someone keep going. It's more than just a casual, off-the-cuff, kind word. It's a decision to love them, to reach out to them, to show you care. The Bible teaches us that encouragement isn't optional, but a command. Encourage one another and build one another up. In a world where so many use words to discourage, let's choose to encourage. It's easy to tear a person down, but God wants us to build them up, to give people courage for living. This is Bryant Wright, hoping to encourage you today, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. 
At IDC, you're going to see more diamonds and diamond jewelry than you ever imagined in one place at prices you never thought possible. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. Nobody's ever accused me of not having enough diamonds. I got over 50,000 diamonds in stock, all shapes, all sizes, all price points. We're talking 30 times the selection of ordinary jewelry stores, all at rock bottom, no middleman prices, right? We refuse to be beat on any diamond, any price, anywhere, period. And relax. At IDC, there's no pressure. No commission salespeople, no pricing games. In fact, we'll show you the inside secrets of the diamond industry and teach you how to maximize value. At IDC, you get to buy like a dealer buys. All this plus a free lifetime warranty on any purchase, a 110% diamond upgrade guarantee, and over 4,000 designer rings you won't find anywhere else. We are the 800-pound gorilla, and you'll see the difference the minute you walk in the store. International Diamond Center. If you're in the market to buy a diamond and you don't come to IDC, you are nuts. At Celebration Point. <laughs> As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise. And you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Good luck tonight, Mary Wise. Opening up SEC play against Alabama. Michael, welcome to Sports Scene. Hello. Yes, Michael, go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I'm my choice for the three rivals would be Georgia and FSU, and I would choose LSU. They've beaten us seven of the last nine meetings. This year will probably be the eighth because their offensive line is gelling, and I think we're they're going to be a load. But I'm more interested actually over the medium to long term. When we go to the 3-6 conference slate with nine games, mm-hmm. we're not going to be playing some of these so-called rivals that often. It depends upon whether we're on a the rotation of six one year and a different six the next or if we play home and home. But in any case, we're not going to be playing the majority of the conference every year anymore. And we'll probably stick with Georgia, maybe South Carolina. And the third team will probably be either Vandy. I don't think it'll be Tennessee, though. But anyway, the idea of rivalries in the traditional sense is probably going to go away. It'll be just Georgia FSU and maybe one of the teams that we're sticking with of the three that we're going to keep in our pod. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, I think when that does happen, A, it'll be interesting to see how that is set up. And the natural thing, Michael, would be, to your point, that your rivals would become you know, who you play every year as opposed mm-hmm. to the rotation. Um, I had a very interesting, I was a guest on a podcast, and I got asked this, uh, whether I was in favor of this or not, and it, it's a mixed bag, okay? As a fan, I hear all the time, we don't get to see Auburn. We don't get to see the West teams very often. So this rotation will make that happen, and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. I think for fans to see more of the league 
and get a chance to see them more often and play them is a good thing. But the downside is what you just brought up. The traditional rivalry, some of them, will, if not go by the wayside, won't be the same, in my opinion. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you, sir. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Tomorrow, the voice of the Gators, Scott Kelly. Uh, Sean Kelly is here. I just have another Scott Kelly I just talked to. He's going to be here in the studio. Brad Spielberger uh, is going to be joining us from Pro Football Focus. Anthony Tresh on Friday. We'll talk college football from the Pro Football Focus perspective. And, of course, on Friday, it is going to be Prognostication Friday. And really uh, anxious to hear what you have to say in terms of your thoughts on uh, what's going to happen this weekend. Herb has an interesting email here. He says, Steve, if the Gators finish below 500 in league play, and let's say that a team like South Carolina or Kentucky bypasses the Gators, next year, well, I mean, Next year's schedule was released. Florida's got to go to Utah. Now, I don't know what Utah is going to have back, but look, you know, you saw the kind of team they have, and now the Gators have to go on the road. I guess the question he's asking is, where would Florida be in the pecking order? Well, that's, that's hard to say because we don't know what the other teams are doing, Right? I think what, what's going to – Florida, in order to not have the disaster that happened last year in the SEC, you've got to win the games against Vandy, Carolina, Missouri, teams like that. If you don't beat A&M and Georgia right away, okay. I mean, uh, not good, but, but is it palatable? Probably, at least in the short term. And if you're going to get LSU, get them now while they're in a transition with a new coaching staff, much like Billy Napier, and you get them at home. So, again, that's one of those things where you can't look too far ahead. I, I know it's easy to do, but you can't do that. It's one week at a time. It always has been and always will be. And if you look at next year, I'm going to pull this up here real quickly, okay? Florida gets Tennessee here, has to go to Kentucky, right, at South Carolina. Arkansas comes here, a team on the rise, certainly, and they got to go to LSU, and you got to go to Missouri. So that's not easy. Right? I mean, Arkansas, you, you would hope at home you can beat them, but wouldn't you? Th- now, they'll lose their quarterback. I think K.J. Jefferson's a senior. He goes. So who replaces him? You know, who's in the pipeline? But that's not an easily navigated schedule. Now, Florida does get McNeese game two, Charlotte game four, uh, Mike Hill is the AD there. Mike used to be in the Gator administration here. Um, so anyway, and you get FSU at home and they're in a similar situation that Florida is in, by the way, um, 
it looks like it's going to be one of those schedules next year where early you have a chance. If you can beat Utah on the road and knock off Tennessee here, you're probably going to be 4-0 and going to Kentucky. And I'll say one thing. Vandy's now got a quarterback that slings it around pretty good. I don't know who they're going to stop, but offensively, they got a chance to be pretty good. Last email of the day is Harold. He says, until Tennessee proves me wrong, it's hard to pick against Florida, even this year, because Tennessee's got to prove to me they can beat Florida. So I'm going to, he says he's going to basically mull this over until Friday and then call them with his pick. Well, okay, look forward to that. Today, Colby Halter joined us, Gator baseball player. They start fall practice October 8th. Gator softball is going to be hosting some exhibition games too. That's kind of cool. And uh, Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal up in Knoxville joining us today, telling you more about Tennessee. Tomorrow, Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators here. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, working on a couple of other guests too. Uh, and then, of course, Friday, we'll take – I'm interested to hear what your predictions will be for this game in Knoxville on Saturday. And then Eastern Washington will come to town. And that game, by the way, in case you don't know, is a noon game. An early one for a change. We'll see if Aaron Judge ties or breaks Roger Maris's single-game American League record for home runs in a year. Albert Pujols has, uh, let's see, eight, 13 games left to hit two more homers to get to 700. What? How cool would that be to have Judge and Pujols do that in the same year? Thanks to Sam for producing today. Thanks to you for listening. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.